0: Well, I am so thrilled to be here and to be in this place. I love this church. I love my church. My wife, she is with our baby, but she'd be here. We love our church. And I got to tell you something. When we came here, uh, when I was candidating, uh, when it was kind of like, you know, God was opening the door we were kind of waiting on that, kind of came in this place, nobody knew me, and still I'm kind of getting to know people, but uh, there was a couple things that just drew my wife and I to this place and this church. Um, and, and the first thing is, Doug is really uh, great to encourage me. And I want to just say one of the things that we absolutely love about this church is is Doug Dameron. Uh, he is an incredible, incredible communicator, the, mo- the best I know personally. And I absolutely love Doug. I, I love what he he's doing here, while he's ministering to me. And I-, I had a conversation one time. I said, Doug, you know, of all the people in my life that I want to be like, it's you. I mean. Everything I want to be like in ministry is you. And so maybe that puts you on my man crush list. I don't know. But we love Doug, and he's just been such a, 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 a encouraging, or an encourager to us, and we were just so thrilled. Um, but the second thing that really kind of just drew us to this place that we love is the worship. And we came in this place... Uh, just, and Gary Durbin, I'm just going to say it again, I've never met a better worship director and leader in my life, I think that he's got the entire package of singing and playing, but his leadership is so amazing, and we just came to this place, we felt the spirit of God through song, and that just, we were like, Lord, please let us stay here because we love this place, and so that was one of those things that we absolutely love, and so we're talking about worship tonight, and I'm excited to get into this, but um, before we do that, you know, one of the things about, for me, I don't know about you guys, but um, when it comes to church, a lot of times um, I can find myself getting in this place where church starts to come, become a little bit more about me than it should be. And I get into this attitude where I feel like, you know, I want fellowship or I want to hear the word. I want to be fed. I want to feel good about my week, right? And that's okay. Those are good things to have. But a lot of times I, you know, I get in this place and if I'm not careful, church can become a lot more about me. And a lot less about Jesus. And that's an issue. But you know what? You know When I come to this place, what kind of draws me out of that attitude is worship. Because when my heart is right and I'm in the right place in my heart, it all becomes about Jesus. It all becomes about who he is and who he's done, in my, what he's done in my life. And I get to praise him unending. And that's what I love about worship. And you know, we can leave filled too. It's okay. And, and not be like, well, I want to expect something. You can't have... You can't come in this place and be and have a collision with Jesus through worship and not be filled. It's impossible. So it's okay to leave this place feeling filled after you uh, experience worshiping Jesus. And I know a lot of you guys have. So that's why I love, I love worship. And I feel like I can just freely lift the name of Jesus on high in this place. Amen? Amen. I want to read you guys a passage out of Philippians chapter 2. And, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, you can just listen. But it's... Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. And this is just a passage that's ministered to me for years. And I just love this. And it says this, beginning in verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. I love verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Father. Jesus is exalted. Jesus is lifted up. The Father saw to that. He made that happen. And at that name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And so we come to this place tonight, we lift up the name of Jesus. He's there. He is lifted up. He's worthy of our praise. We can't do that unless our hearts are not bowed before him. We can't. Church, if we, we can't worship who we don't revere, and who we re- revere better be Jesus. Amen. If there's something or someone in our lives that we revere more than Jesus, guess who's getting our praise? Guess who's getting our worship? That person, or that object, or that thing in our life. And if there's something or someone that we revere more than Jesus, our moral compass is off. It's off. And so the question that I have for us tonight—this includes me—every time I walk in this building, this includes me—is our, our our hearts bowed before Jesus tonight? Are our hearts submitted before Jesus tonight? Because we can come in here and we can raise our hands and we can put on a show, but you know what? If our hearts aren't bowed before Jesus Christ, our Savior, it doesn't mean anything. We're giving Him lip service. So if we're here in this place and our hearts are on the right, why are we here in the first place? Why are we here? When our hearts are reverently submitted to Jesus Christ... That's when he is truly lifted up in our lives. When our hearts are bowed, we're on our knees, maybe even physically, before the Lord Jesus Christ, that is when he is exalted. That is when he is lifted up. And that's what we're here to do tonight, to exalt him and to lift his name on high. Amen? Let me pray and let's worship. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, again, that we're here in this place to praise you, Lord, to love you, Lord, and to lift your name on high, Jesus. At at that name, our knees will bow because you are Lord. You are God. And tonight, God, we want to just give back to you a piece of our hearts that you've given us and worship your name and lift you
1: on high. In Jesus' name.
0: You know, the, uh, not that song, but the song before that, High and Lifted Up. Did Gary tell you that he wrote that song? Woo! Did he tell you that? Gary wrote that song. And, yeah, I yeah. did. I was in my office. Work. The nice thing about working like, in the, like, an office like right next to the worship leader is that you're always hearing worship going on. And so I have my own worship sessions when Gary's kind of jamming out in his office. And one, one day, he starts playing this song high and lifted up, and I'd never heard it before, and I'm, and I'm kind of just like, oh, it's kind of good, but I started listening to words. I was like, I felt like a song. I'm like, this is an amazing song. And I went to Gary, and I'm like, Gary, dude, that's an awesome song, man. He's like, yeah, I wrote it. I'm like, we gotta do that. We gotta play that song. And he's like, well, maybe in a couple months. I'm like, no, like next week. <laughs> but it was so awesome to hear that song. I was just so blessed uh, to be able to hear that. But you know, one of the glorious privileges, and I say privileges on, on purpose, is that we have the privilege to lift the name of Jesus on high. And I say privilege because of this. A holy God can look at me and find pleasure. I don't get that. I don't understand that because I'm a sinner and I'm broken and I'm separated. Well, not anymore, but, you know, but, but that brokenness. But still, in that, God can still look at me and find pleasure. And it is a privilege to be able to lift the name of Jesus. You know, another way to translate the term lift up is the word exalt. And I kind of mentioned that last time. We see this word exalt all throughout the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament when it comes, you know, in terms of like worshiping or Jesus' position, exalt or exalted. And that word literally means that the word is actually, it's translated to, raise, to rise on high or to set on high. That's what exalt actually means. And so we can actually come before a holy God, broken as we are, and lift the name of Jesus on high. Isn't that an amazing thing? And you know, when we come in in this place to do that, we should have an attitude of praise and of joy and of love in that moment. You never see guys in the Old Testament being like, my Lord, I guess i got to lift you up today. Praise God. You know? You never see that. Like, you see the emotion, the tears, the the laughter, the crying. You see that coming out in, in the language they use, that people are on their knees being like, God, I exalt you. And that's the attitude we should have when we come in this place. We exalt God and lift him up. How many dads are in this room? Dads in this place? Yeah, I'm a new dad. I have a new baby. (laughs) Uh, She's my second, right? We have a boy. His name is Carson. And um, when he was like eight months old, when he was able to kind of crawl around, I would take that kid. And I would chuck him as high as I could in the air. And I'd throw him, and I'd catch him, and I'd throw him, and I'd catch him. He loved it. I loved it. Mom hated it. Don't <laughs> no, you're going to kill my son, right? But, you know, when I would lift up my son, it was just this, this attitude of joy and pleasure and just, just love. And when we come in this place, we lift up Jesus. It should be that same attitude. Now, it's different because we're worshiping a whole I'm not worshiping my son. I just like to chuck him up in the air, right? But we come to, to lift up a holy God. And our attitude should be the same of joy and of reverence and awe and love and saying, God, I love you and I lift your name on high. You know, one of the great exalters, I think, of all time has got to be David. If you read through the Psalms, you just see this pouring out of reverence and praise to the Lord. I mean, it is just unsurpassed. You know, one of those things that, you know, when when God said, he's a man after my own heart, it it always tripped me up because I see David make these gigantic mistakes you know, adultery, murder, big, big things that this guy did. But at the same time, God goes, you know, this is a man after my own heart. I was like, how can that be? But when you read the Old Testament, you read the Psalms, you see the brokenness in David. You read Psalm 51, and that's back. He's reflecting on a time when he, when he committed adultery. You just, you just, you can see the tears on the pages that he's writing. That's why this, this guy can be a man after God's own heart. He was an exalter. And he exalted God better than anyone. And so when you read through those, you really get a sense, I think, of true biblical exaltation to the Lord when you kind of read through that stuff. So just as David exalted God in all circumstances of his life, good, bad, the ugly, we really need to make it a practice in our own life to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I love the passage in Luke when, uh, you guys remember this, when Jesus is making his triumphant uh, entry into Jerusalem. You know, he's riding on the colt or whatever, and then people are, are, his disciples, and the people are praising him. They're putting down their cloaks. They're putting down their tree branches, right? He's coming in. He's making his entry, right? And, and everybody is praising his name. His disciples are. The people are. But you know what the Pharisees think? You know what the Pharisees, you guys remember this? They came to Jesus and said, you need to rebuke your disciples. You need to rebuke them. In other words, you need to stop them from praising you. Because to them, this was blasphemy. Because the only one that deserved that kind of recognition and praise was God. But the Pharisees are so narrow-focused and, and narrow-minded, they're so blinded by the rules and regulations we talked about, and their religion, right, that Pastor Doug talked about today, that they couldn't see the big picture. They couldn't see that Jesus was the Son of God, that he was high and lifted up. And so they looked at this as blasphemy. But so they, say, they say, you know, Jesus, you better stop your disciples from praising but I love, I love what Jesus said. He said this, he goes, If they keep quiet... The rocks will start to praise. What an amazing thing. And so when I, when I reflect and kind of get out of that passage is this. The name of Jesus will be lifted high regardless of what you and I do or don't do. Amen. The name of Jesus will be lifted high. But how glorious it is that when we as a church can come together in this place and partake in that together. And lift his name on high and, and together when we take it home and we do it in our families. Men, when we're praying with our wives, when we're loving on our children, we're being Jesus to our family. We're exalting them there. How great is it, ladies and gentlemen, when we're going to work and we're exalting them in work. Right? When our lives exalt the name of Jesus, what an amazing thing that is. It's a glorious thing. So tonight I want to uh, I'll leave you with a passage. And you know... Um, As I read this, I just want you to kind of focus on, on the language being used. If you have to close your eyes, you can to kind of focus on this. But I just want you to listen to this and let this kind of resonate in your heart as we begin to sing again. It's a passage out of Psalm 150. It says this, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord.
1: we have breath tonight, guys? Let's praise the Lord.